Amen. Good morning, everybody out there and um, people watching online. I'm just going to move this. It's great to be with you again. As uh, Sue said, I'm, I'm Phil. I'm part of the leadership team. It's a great honor to, uh, to be part of the team that leads Jubilee. Um, it was amazing. I was, I was sat there. I mean, you want to see because I've got a mask on, but I had a great big smile on my face um, listening to the, um, to the worship. And, um, and I have to admit, sometimes joining in by mistake, you know. And, um, and yeah, amen. And, uh, and also, I'm listening to Christine. Where's Christine? Give us a wave, Christine. Where is she? You know, it's like, and then when I was looking at what I was going to say today and the words and what Christine said, it's like, it's like somebody's planned it, you know? It's like amazing. So um, I hope that um, you've got a Bible with you. If you've got a Bible, can you turn to Matthew 7? We're going to be reading from verses 7 to 11. And we're in a series at Jubilee. Uh, we have been since, um, I think it was January, was it? We started looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And it's been really challenging. Um, it's, been a, it's been a great series. And we're just going to carry on in that. Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. But before we do that, I have to say, I've just noticed that Jay and Gemma are in the building. Ladies, do you want to just stand up a sec? Come on, don't be shy. So this, this is Jay and Gemma. Right, Jay and Gemma have just walked, they've just done the Yorkshire Three Peaks yesterday, which mean the, means they got up at crazy o'clock, drove to wherever it starts, I don't know, and walked the Three Peaks and then drove back, and they're in church, right? And they've raised stacks of cash for um, our girls in Malawi. So well done, Jay and Gemma. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Incredible. I kind of feel, really, I should get Christine to come and preach this message. Because um, <laughs> she did so well. So let's read. Um, and it's the famous passage, Ask, Seek, Knock. And Jesus says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened which of you if your son asks for bread will give him a stone or he asks for a fish will give him a snake if then though you are evil you know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him now, you could say, well, okay, this is just another, just another teaching on prayer. You know, we've already listened um, in the Sermon on the Mount. I think it was Hannah who spoke a few weeks ago on prayer and did a great job. And I don't want to go over that. But what I want to say to you this morning is this, is that um, this is all about relationship. Right? If you take nothing away this morning from what I'm about to say, right, it's about relationship. Ask, seek, knock is about relationship. We um, are so blessed to have relationship with our Father in heaven. All this is because the God of heaven and earth is crazy about you. He loves you. He's, he's done everything he can to restore a relationship with you. An ongoing relationship. 
We're his children. He's our father. You're a brother from another mother or a sister from another mister. We are family. We are called together. God didn't just tell us in the word that he loves us. He demonstrated his great love for us by sending Jesus to die on a cross for us. He sent Jesus a precious gift to humanity. Why? Because we'd fallen short and we needed rescuing. And at the cross, Jesus won the victory. At the cross, um, we have access to the Father because of the cross. Sin was dealt with. Death was defeated. Eternity was secured. And Jesus cries out on the cross, it is finished. The temple curtain was torn in two. Can you imagine these curtains behind us, these drapes, just going in two, never to be re-sewn or patched up again. Um, and through that temple, through that curtain was the Holy of Holies, the place where God dwelt. And so it symbolizes that us, as people that have received Christ, if you've received Christ, then you have full access to the Father. Turn to somebody next to you and say, full access to the Father. Yeah? Full access. Not part access. There ain't like, you know, like um, championship Christians and Premier League or Super League Christians. There's none of that in the kingdom. We all, as children of God, have full access to the Father. God doesn't differentiate. There isn't a hierarchy. We are all one in Christ. Doesn't matter where you've come from, what you do, what you look like. You're all one in Christ. Amazing, isn't it? And you can know that relationship too. If, you, if you're here today or you're watching online and you've not ever received Jesus, you can know Jesus today. Today could be the day that you say, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to, I'm going to put my trust in God, uh, reach out to him and take hold of his hand and I'm going to walk with him. If you don't know, you know, this God that I'm talking about, then maybe today is the day. You know, as a, as a young man, um, uh, 27 years ago now, I remember walking into a countryside church and going up to the front, there was nobody there and I said, go on then God, if you're real, prove yourself to me, come on. You know, I was an arrogant young man, right? But I I wanted to find out if God was real. And I, I waited for about two minutes because I'm a very patient person. Um, got back on with my life. Um, but you know, something changed. Uh, within six months, um, I, I'd received Jesus. And I think, you know, I want to say to you this morning that this ask, seek, knock that we're about to unpack and explore is all about um, relationship. Prayer can be sometimes turned by the church into a very religious thing. And I don't like religion, and I don't think God likes religion either. I think prayer is about relationship. I think prayer is about talking to God. Like Christine waking up singing, and, and Christine praying, and God, as she's asked, and as she's see, sought, see, I, I'm not very good at English, see, what, sought, thank you, sought. And as she's knocked, God has, has done that for her. And I know that he does that for, for us too in many, many ways. Jesus um, died 
Three days later, he rose again, proving that he had defeated sin and death. He appeared to the disciples, firstly to the women, then to the disciples, then he appeared to more than 500 people all at the same time, some who were still living when that, that text was written in Corinthians. And then he told them to go to Jerusalem to wait as he ascended into heaven and he, they waited for the Holy Spirit to come and the Holy Spirit came down and he's now indwelling all of us. And hopefully he's helping me to preach because if he isn't, then I'm in big trouble because, you know, of myself, I don't have that ability. But the Holy Spirit is with us and he's with you. And there's so much more. There's always more to God. I want to encourage you, if you've never received Jesus, why don't you come and talk to me at the end? Why don't you um, send us a message if you're watching online? Why don't you make that step today to say, yes, I want, to, I want to trust in Jesus. I know that I've messed up. I know that I'm sorry for my sin. I want to turn away from that, and I want to live my life for God. Sometimes, you know, um, we hear it, and we hear it, and we hear it, but there has to come a point where it's a decision that you make, where you say yes to God. Matthew 7, 7 to 11 says, Ask, seek, knock. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. There are seven promises in this text. Seven promises for us to take hold of and, and to run with. There are three ask promises. Ask and it will be given to you. Everyone who asks, receives. And how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? Sometimes we've just got to ask. You know, my kids have no trouble asking me for money. Right? No, no trouble at all. They just walk straight up to me or they ring me up. Hey, Dad, um, I'm, I'm going through a bit of a tough time. Can you just give us a few quid? You know, and I'm a very patient person and I'm very generous and say, yes, you know, Luke, I'll give you 50p. I'll um, send it by backs. It's no problem at all. You're welcome, son. But, you know, God wants us to be like that with him. He really does want us to be like that. Just go up to him. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to stick, um, you know, Hillsong on for half an hour before you talk to him. You know, you can just go straight there. Because she was child. My kids just come up to me and ask me for all sorts of stuff. And I usually oblige them because I'm a bit soft. But, you know, um, that's what it's like. There are two seek promises. Seek and you will find, and the one who seeks finds. That's a great promise, isn't it? So if, we, if we're going to seek God, then at some point we're going to find. I think when I went walked into the church and said, Go on then, God, if you're there, prove yourself to me. I think that was me seeking, you know? I was seeking. And eventually I, I found. And I think um, maybe if, you, if you're watching online or you're here and you, you're kind of like really not sure about this whole Jesus thing, just say, come on then, God, prove yourself to me. Like, like Phil prayed, prove yourself to me. Just prove that you're real. I've got absolute confidence that God will do that. Absolute confidence because I've, I've had so many times people saying, well, I just said to God, go on then, God, if you're there, show me. And, and he did. And there are two knock promises. Knock and the door will be open to you. And knock and the door will be open to you. Seven promises for us 
to take hold of. Jesus wants us to know how much he desires relationship with each one of us. He knows what we're going to speak and what we're going to ask before we even ask it. But he delights in the relationship with us. He delights in us talking to him. There are times when, um, you know, we need to ask and we need to seek and we need to knock. And we um, can experience God in, in all levels of his presence. We're all in different places with God. Every, every single one of us. Every one of us is in a different place. And if he's close, if he's God's close to you right now, then just ask. And ask according to his will. Now, he's not going to give you everything that you want, but he will give you everything you need. Do you know there's a difference between needs and wants? Every parent knows there's a difference between needs and wants. You know? Go. You know? Debbie and I have just become foster parents. It's, we love it. It's great. But it's a real challenge. There's a real difference between needs and wants. You know, if, if a child comes up to you and says, um, you know, for my birthday, can I get a petrol-driven chainsaw? You know, you're not going to give in to that request, are you? Well, not if you've got any sense. You know, you'll be spend most of your life um, at A&E and then probably prison. Um, so just don't do that. It's a bad thing to do. So you ask according to his will. If he's close, just ask. Get to know him. How do you get to know God? It's all in here. It's all in here. Find out what the nature of God is really like. Just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just read it. You'll find out what God is like. It's good to get to know God before you come to him. You know, it lays out how the relationship should be. It really lays out the context of the relationship. Read the word of God. If you feel that God's distant, then seek him. But you know, when the kingdom comes, things change. Hearts change. Attitudes change. Lives change. And Jesus um, asks us in Matthew 6.33, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Sometimes we just need to seek God. That might mean doing something different. When I'm, when I'm seeking God, I, I go for a walk in the forest. Because it's helpful for me to just turn my phone off and just be somewhere. I might pick a few mushrooms as I'm going through, because that's what I do. I'm a bit weird like that. But, um, you know, I seek God by being in nature, because that's a place where I restore and where I can connect with God. But go where you can seek God and seek. Psalm 27, 8 says, You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Don't seek the solution or the answer to your problems. Seek his face. Seek him. Seek that relationship with him. Relationship is everything to God. His desire to have relationship with you is everything. And sometimes you just got to get through a few things. And it sounds like Christine has been trying to get through a few things. And she's been knocking on that door. And, you know, for quite a while. Is that right, Christine? Yeah. And she's been knocking. And, you know, God has opened the door. And he's answered. And sometimes it does take a while. 
I know that some of you, I know from some of you that I know quite well that you know the things that you've been asking God for and you're knocking. Don't give up. Just keep knocking. Just keep knocking on that door. Just keep asking God. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's um, action um, matched with persistence that we need to get to where we need to be. Especially about those big things in life. Like, who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? What job am I going to take? You know, all of those big things. You know, I mean, things like what color wallpaper and stuff like that. You know, leave that stuff alone. That's not important. That's secondary. But the big things, you, you do need to go to God. And you need to ask him. And knocking requires a little bit of persistence. I guess if Christine had given up, she wouldn't have had that... Um, testimony this morning I guess if she'd not kind of like continue to knock she wouldn't have been able to share with us that wonderful story today in Luke 18 there's a a parable about a widow I know that you all know it but I'm going to read it anyway and he said in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man and there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying give me justice against my adversary For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not not God give justice to those, to his elect, who cry to him day and night. Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Sometimes we've just got to be persistent. You know? This is not the the time to be a flaky Christian. This is the time to be an all-in Christian. This is the time to, you know, get back to maybe where you was pre-COVID, you know? This is time to re-engage, reconnect, push on and get back to where we should be with God. And then in Matthew 7, 11, if then though you are evil, bit rude, yeah, bit rude, if then though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So, you know, it's a lot of it is... Um, I wonder about um, how we actually see God, what image we have of God. If I was to say to you right now, just think for a moment what God looks like. What, what is he? How, how does he appear to you? I wonder what you would say. Because that's important. I wonder if you were to draw a picture, kids and teens. I wonder if you were to draw a picture of what you think God looks like, what you would come up with um, in a primary school uh, the kids were asked to draw a picture of God and, and one kid drew this um, thing that looked a bit like a dragon um, with fire coming out of its mouth and um, pretty scary looking God um, to be honest and maybe some people think of God like that that he's, that he's harsh and that he's just it's all about hell and fire and he's going to burn them up Another kid drew a picture of a, an old fella on a, a big throne with a big stick in his hand. 
And, uh, and he was asked what the stick was for. And he said, well, the stick's there to smack me across the head every time I do something wrong. And if your image of God is that God is, a big, is, is on a throne with a big stick waiting to smack you across the head, that's going to really affect um, your relationship with God. Thankfully, God isn't any of those things. He's a loving father, better than any father that we could possibly describe or imagine. Some of us have had good earthly fathers. Some of us have had very, very bad earthly fathers. And some of us somewhere in between. But the truth is, no matter how good your earthly father is, nothing compared to how good God is and how much he loves each one of you. And God disciplines us. In Hebrews, it tells us, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Discipline comes with relationship. Relationship where God is the potter and we are the clay. God is the potter. We are the clay. Now clay can either be um, pliable and easy to mold or it can be stubborn. And we, we get to choose what sort of clay we're going to be. You know? If you really want to get out of this life, everything that God's got for you, you've got to be flexible. You've got to be in a place where you yield to God's will and you allow God to mold you and shape you into the person that he wants you to be. And that comes with discipline. I've, made, I've been a Christian 27 years. I've made so many mistakes. Every possible mistake, tick. Yeah? Every single type of failure, tick. Yeah? I've been disciplined. I've been in bits. It goes with the territory. And I'm still not there. And I'm still making mistakes. But I have a relationship. And I know that God loves me. And I think out of that, um, I kind of feel like I can do um, anything. Because the Holy Spirit is with me and, and, and he's training me and teaching me. And I know that he's teaching you and training you. What is ask, seek, knock about that Jesus is teaching? What is this um, God giving good gifts to his children all about? It's about relationship. It's about that relationship as a child. Coming to God as a child and allowing him to, to help you to live out this life. In Luke eleven thirteen, 13, um, Luke um, tells the story slightly differently. He, he talks about um, an egg, but I won't go there. But at the end of it, he says, How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And you know, the Holy Spirit um, is the one who is there when you, you know, when you, do you know when you're about to do that thing that you know you shouldn't do? He's the one that says, Do you know what? I don't think you should do that. I, I, and when you've got a really bad attitude, he's the one that will say to you, do you know that your attitude's really bad? And he's the one that starts to discipline you and train you. He's also the one that empowers you. How much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? You know, it's not like we can command God, but, you know, God has promised that if we ask, he will come. 
And um, wherever, I've, wherever I've preached, wherever I've been, I've, I've always um, asked God to send his Holy Spirit. And as I've done that, God's Spirit has come. Not because I command God, but just because God is just so faithful. So, band, would you like to come back, please, the band? And then the rest of you, would you like to just stand a minute? I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. I really believe in the empowering of God. I really believe in the equipping of the saints. I really believe that, that God can um, take hold of your life wherever you are and wherever you're at. I believe that God can impact you and empower you today. Let's just close your eyes for a moment. Let's just, let's just pray and just, just wait on God. Let's just wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come to each one of us. Here, in this place, watching online. Come Holy Spirit. Fill us up. Come Spirit of God. Come Spirit of God. Do your work amongst us, Lord. Speak into our hearts. Molders, shapers, into the people that you want us to be. And Lord, as we ask and as we seek and as we knock today, we pray for answers, Lord God, and we pray for revelation of you. We pray for healing, solution to problems. We pray for addictions to be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Addictions to be broken in the name of Jesus by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord God, for restoration of relationships in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for salvation for those that don't know you. Pray in the name of Jesus that you would come, Holy Spirit, and that you would bring salvation. Let faith arise in the name of Jesus. Let your power come in Jesus' name.